Welcome to Season 3 of Multi-Class Theater, now with 50% more class. And as of this episode, that's going to start making a lot more sense. Multi-Class Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and fake accents that are maybe not that terrible. But if two seasons of it hasn't chased you away yet, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time. Rotan, Silway, and Mist got some direction in life as a secret council charged them with a perilous quest to determine the fate of the world with no support save for those they might meet along the way. This did clear legal, right? Okay, just making sure. Anyway, the Black Rock at the heart of Tyr, the source of magic in the world, is guarded by six seals. But two of those seals have been broken by the machinations of the ancient named Endu, who has thus far sacrificed two of his own kinsmen in the course of his dark sorcery. To make matters worse, the last time an ancient tried to harness the power of the heart, it was Endu's own brother, Elsko, who utterly botched his arcana check, creating a wasteland of deadly monsters. And that was with but a shard of the heart. Kinda like what Mist is carrying. I'm sure that's fine. With a goal in mind, our heroes now set forth on multi-class theater. Mist, Silway, and Rotan. The three of you find yourselves drifting along the Arfol River, heading north out of Tyr. Bargemen push the boat up the river. A canopy covers you from the midday sun. It's been a smooth journey so far. The occasional annoying mosquito. One night, you thought you heard the sounds of a distant accordion, but couldn't be sure. Two days pass, and you find yourselves in Greymoor, your destination. None of the three of you have been here before, but it seems a pleasant enough town, with cobblestone streets, gas lamps, which none of you have seen before on the continent. But it seems to be strangely empty. There's no hustle, there's no bustle, no one scurries to and fro. In fact, you see not a soul as you make your way towards the center of town. In the center, you come upon a gaping hole in the middle of the town square. It looks as if the cobblestones gave way into an immense chamber down below. You peer in, and you see the remnants of a fountain and bricks scattered on the sewer floor. There is black bunting tied around the hole. You're not sure whether that's to keep people from falling in or as a memorial of some kind. To your left, in a long, low building with a slight second story, you see a wooden sign hanging over a pleasant, pleasant enough porch which reads, Dead Man's Rest. So has anyone been here before? Uh, I, I never have. Graymore is kind of this, uh, outskirts that no one ever visits. Why, why is this 
big hole here. Does, does anyone know? Sinkhole? Could be a sinkhole. Too bad nobody understands how those works and can't explain it to us. Don't bait the geologists. <laughs> this whole pit could collapse at any moment. Silway goes over to the edge of the sinkhole and, and looks inside. Silway, give me an investigations check. 14 plus for 18. Okay, you peer down into the hole and you see uh, the remnants of what once was an ornate fountain. Whatever happened, everything fell inward. You see along the edges of the hole dark scorch marks as if the, the street itself had been blasted by arcane energy. Um, you guys, I, I don't think this is a sinkhole. There's not usually explosions and fire with sinkholes, is there? I mean, maybe someone blasted the hole then? Is that what you're thinking? Well, that's, it has all these scorch marks. That, where else did that come from besides an explosion or, or some kind of fire, I would think? It'd be a hell of a spell to make a crater this big. Yeah, very strange. Perhaps it indicates some evil afoot in need of heroes. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Giant, giant explosion leaving a hole in the middle of town sounds very evil. Although the bunting suggests some sort of folksy celebration, we should probably ask someone. Is there anyone to ask? The town seems deserted. I, I don't run many towns, um, but if I did, I kind of feel like a giant hole in the middle of town square would be a high priority item for people fixing it. And I don't see, you know, there's, there's nothing of the sort here. That damages my calm. Maybe they're all dead. Let's go find out. As a surprisingly optimistic read, sure, let's go see what we got. Perhaps someone in the inn will, will know what is up. Um, so we will head towards Dead Man's Rest. You climb the stairs, and uh, outside of Dead, Man, Dead Man's Rest is a long uh, porch, which wraps nearly around the front of the building. Uh, on it are several rocking chairs. Uh, it looks like a in maybe nicer weather or in less creepier times, um, it would be a pleasant place to uh, sit a spell and have a drink. Uh, you, get your, you get to the door, and it doesn't sound like any tavern you've ever heard. There's no music. There's no... Much like the rest of this town, it's very, very quiet. No, is anyone here? Are you going to open the doors and walk in? Yeah, she like opened the door and stuck her head in to see if there's anyone inside and then yelled that. Okay, you open the door, and you see a very pleasant uh, sort of nautical-themed tavern with fishing nets and block and tackle on the walls. And think of any super tacky seafood restaurant you've ever been in your life. You know, lobster crates, that sort of thing. And behind the bar, dressed in what looks almost like your stereotypical barmaid serving wench Get up is a woman who has long braided hair. Her breasts are high and heaving. Her waist is tightly corseted. And she looks at you and smiles when you, when she enters. Oh, it's so good to see somebody. It's been forever since we've had anybody come in here. I just have these lot over here. It's so good to see you. No, don't come in. Don't be scared. I didn't mean to scare you off. Just come on in. Oh, all right, all right, sure. Come, come on, come on in, guys. And somebody pushes the door open the rest of the way. So you push the door in and you look around. And to your right, you see a small stage on the far wall and many empty tables. Two of the tables are occupied. Uh, sitting together talking 
are an older man with a long beard and a small woman who has her back to you at the moment. At another table is another man. And at this point, I think you should all describe what you look like. Sitting at the uh, the table across from the uh, the woman is the, you see this older elderly man, kind of dressed in uh, a variety of um, grays and dark blues and kind of uh, just a, like a bunch of flowing kind of robes, long white beard, matching white hair, uh, striking bright blue eyes um, underneath bushy white eyebrows, and uh, kind of a foppish uh, hat. It sits on his head like it's kind of a imagine like your your traditional kind of floppy uh, wizard's hat, but you know with patches and in, in a bit of a state of disarray. Like it's seen a, seen a lot of stuff. Um, hanging around his neck or, or uh, is like a uh, necklace made of shells, and um, kind of leaning against the uh, table is a looks to be kind of like a long wooden staff, but it's kind of affixed with uh, kind of a lot of like. Um, nautical things like barnacles are like uh, kind of lining the sides maybe um, a dried piece of kelp wrapped around it uh, bits of tiny bright shells near the top yeah that's 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 my dude So go next. Um, sitting across from this elderly barnacle man is <laughs> Barnacle Man, Barnacle Man, doing the Barn- things of barnacle. Man. <laughs> like Diana said, a, a small woman. She is all in jewel toned. She's all jewel tones. A ruby kind of scarf, a a deep blue vest, and emerald green puffy pants. Um, She has blonde hair, short, sort of curly uh, blonde hair with braids going throughout. Uh, She has one blue eye and she has one literal emerald as an eye. One eye is, is a glistening, beautiful, large emerald. Um, she has a very um, inviting sense to her, uh, even though one of her eyes is a rock. Uh, you want, you know, it, it invites you in. You want to know more just by her demeanor and, you know, bubbly nature. And her smile really lights up the room. She has a lust for life. And, and yeah, that's Wendy. Um, at the table by himself, you see a man with brown blonde jaw length hair and like a pretty long, lengthy, straight beard. The hair and the beard are stiff and cluttered with salty seawater that's dried over time. And his skin is tan, but it's also blistered heavily from sunburns. His leather armor is pretty patchy and his clothing as well also pretty patchy and torn almost like it's become weak from some so much sun drying he's got two swords sheathed to his side and he is kind of sitting in a chair and they kind of hang to his sides as he leans back and eyes the three of you specifically pretty heavily as y'all open the door he has sort of a noble posture even in his slouchy style and his left arm is kind of tucked underneath a uh, dark blue but faded cape that kind of stops at the waist just on the left side hanging from his shoulder and he has a uh, Ben Hogan style cap 
that covers his forehead and his uh, most of most of his eyes, where he's kind of looking a little shady. And that's my dude. <laughs> you, hello, everyone. Oh no, come over here, come over here. We have wonderful spots for you to sit down. It's been a while since I've seen anyone this barnacle man and that pirate over there. <laughs> come tell me who you are. Ah, oh, hello. Uh, my name is Roton von Mustard, and we're we are heroes. Oh, oh, you're a hero. Oh, that was sound so wonderful. You must tell me a story sometime about your heroic ways. Uh, yes, I, I would be happy to. Uh, the, these are uh, my two companions. Uh, Mist on the River and Sil... Sil... Silway? Yes, yes, it's Silway. Just use Silway, it's fine. Hi, I'm Silway. And she gives an awkward finger wave <laughs> smile. Well, it's so nice to meet you, Silway, and Mist on the River. What a name! Did you get that from an an excursion you did? Or did your parents name you that? No, I got it the way... What the hell is with your eye? <laughs> I, I, well, I was just wondering how, how to uh, tactfully say that as well. Uh, you, you do have something... <laughs> oh, do I? Oh, I didn't happen to feel it or notice it. That's so funny. That was a joke, if you've ever heard one before. Now it's time to laugh. Oh, 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 oh there you go. Oh, good job. Laugh with me. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> well, I do have to say, when it was being inserted, it didn't feel quite as much, quite as well as it does now. But uh, uh, at this point, it, it just feels like a part of me. Mist shudders at the word inserted. <laughs> Have you ever considered wearing an eye patch? Um, have you ever considered exerting manners? Oh, uh, well, uh, I, my apologies. Uh, that that checks out. <laughs> uh, you hear a uh, disembodied voice coming from over Mist's shoulder. Hey, boss, what do you think? I think we could get maybe five, maybe a grand for that. That that eye? What do you think? I think shut up, Rocket. We're not taking her eye. Um, could I, uh... I'm trying to find out what check that would be. I want to know if I can hear that. <laughs> oh, okay. No, uh, you don't... Oh, okay. No, you can... Not only can you hear it, Rachel, you see floating in the air above Miss' shoulder a small, almost looks like a miniature demon with a, um... A long tail and a big sort of bulbous nose, pointy ears, and small little wings. And he's kind of flapping around right next to Mist. Winley just looks straight up at the floating demon spiral thing and says, Oh, hello. You know... I would maybe prefer you say things like that in in private, but I do have to say the fact that I do know your plan does make it rather easy for me to kick you in the grits if I felt it right. (laughs) Uh, That's Tingles. Don't mind him. He's an asshole. Okay. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> Up till now, Desmond's just been kind of sitting back and just kind of smiling and watching all of this. And and when he sees the demon thing, he immediately perks up and he kind of comes over to you, um, Mist, and, and just kind of like almost ignores you and just kind of looks like wide-eyed at this thing. And he's like, this this is fascinating. What 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 do you call this this creature here? I've never seen anything quite like this before. And he's just kind of poking. Hey, I call him Tingles. I don't. Hey, what? If he's got a name, he's never shared it with us. Watch where you're sticking those fingers. Oh, oh, oh! He is feisty, isn't he? Uh, Tingles, <laughs> pleasure to meet you. My name is Desmond. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good. To, I like your shell. Oh well, thank you. I I like your um. I like your tail. <laughs> just when we got rid of the dumb one, now we get another. He doesn't hear that. He just keeps staring. Um, I- excuse me. I was wondering what brought you all here to Greymoor. Uh, we came from Tyr, actually. Came here looking for passage to the Shrouded Isle. Uh, Finnegan then, at that moment, throws his chair backwards as he stands in an upright position. Ah, greeting! Ah, you are the cargo I've been waiting for. Silway <laughs> spins around and her dagger is instinctively out of its sheath in her hand. Ah, hold there, hold there, no need to unsheath that. Okay, who are you? I'm your captain, it sounds like. Outer captain? You're, uh, an agent sent to me, already paid me some money. But I'm supposed to get the rest upon completion. Honestly, I didn't even want to take this job, but the money was too much not to take. Was the agent the tall, dark woman? Very regal-looking, by any chance? No, it was, uh, another small little thing. Came to me whenever I was, uh, docking at shore all. I was moving some crates. Some unmarked ones. You know, shady business. Right. Things that pay a lot of money. Yes, understood. Shady business. What? I was supposed to be heading, uh, east from here, but... Far east. But now I'm here, south of shore all, to pick you up for this pretty hefty sum. The Shrouded Isle, huh? Right. That's where that's where we need to be going. I I'm going to assume that you are yes. That our our that Suldal has made arrangements. I mean, if I don't take you, I still keep this half of the money, so if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. Oh no, you're going to go? We are that's that is our that is our mission. Believe me, I understand if you don't want to go. It's a terrifying place. Which is why I've only agreed to take it close and then give you a rowboat on the way in. What, how, how terrifying? What, what are you talking about? I don't know a single captain that's gone in that's come back. Oh. And I know a lot of captains. Well, that's ominous. All right. Well, Rotan Mist, this appears to be our our ride. Uh, may I ask, are you um, pursuing um, a mission of some sort? Oh, yes. Yes, we uh, are. Y- yes. Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, we never really discussed secrecy. Silly <laughs> <laughs> finds a bar stool and just sits down to listen to the story. Oh, can I get you a drink? Yes, a large one, please. We've got our special stout, hand pump chuno, made from the peat in the moors itself. It sounds delicious. Put some whiskey in there while you're at it. Okie dokie. The stout here is quite good. Right up from Bogwalk, we've got some. We've got some new whiskey. Oh, sure. What could go wrong with bog whiskey? And Silway just settles in to hear the story. She pours out six shots and draws uh, six, I guess, beers that are like, like black as soot. Ah, Brigitte, you know what I like. Yeah, yeah, you know sugar. Silway downs hers quickly. Well, cheers, I guess then, silver-haired lady. Mist kind of leans over and sniffs at it. 
pokes the glass kind of tentatively. Uh, I'm good. I'll take yours if you don't want it. Oh, no, I'll take it. I do love whiskey. You can take this, um, sooty beer, though, if you'd like. Do continue on with your story. You have no idea how much good information suits my soul. Well, yes, uh, we are chasing after an evil ancient wizard named Edu. Desmond, I do think you should pay attention. Sorry, sorry, I was busy inspecting this this, uh, glass of whiskey. Uh, Quite suspect. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, do go on. Uh, Hold on, let me interrupt for a moment. When are we looking to set sail? Could you give us 15 minutes? All I want to do is hear the story, I have work to do, madam. 15 minutes! (laughs) All right, listen. I don't know who's coming with me, but I've got some work to do. My crew of 32 back there is waiting for me to tell them what to do. I'll be at the ship, Finn's Revenge, just back by that uh, 300-year-old-looking thing over there. But, I seriously, take your time. I've got rations to prep, I've got barnacles to scrape off, i got work to do. I actually, that that was the whole story. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was, <laughs> uh, Wenley, I Wenley. was thinking that we were going to sit down and be here a while, but um, I suppose that's all it is. I mean, I don't know how how how, uh, how how it could be more impressive than that. I mean, sure, he he's maybe trying to like remove all the magic in the world and or take it over, but uh, but that's sort of irrelevant to the point that we uh. We're going after him, and uh, and he's evil, and we're going to kill him. I think the other stuff justifies saying that he's evil, <laughs> but... Silway's eyes are practically rolling out of their head right now. <laughs> what? He's not wrong. <laughs> it's a surprisingly accurate summation, considering the source. Winley goes to Desmond. Desi, we haven't had a fun or adventure in so long. Don't you think we could tag along? Well, I was just about to, it's funny that you mentioned that. I was just about to say that uh, you mentioned some kind of a, a, a shrouded isle, and uh, we, we've, we've been looking for the next um, opportunity to move on, and, and um, perhaps if, if you would um, care to have two more, uh, we, we might be able to join and, and head to this, uh, this shrouded isle of uh, darkness and, and so forth. Winley spins around quickly. That was code for, please get us the heck out of this town. It's been so dreary and we do need an adventure. Please. I mean, it literally looks like the population of this town is four, and one of them just walked out, so... Uh, no, they're, people are sort of hiding, kind of. You know, they're not really out and about. Because the giant flaming hole. They can tell you the story better than I can. But yeah, there was a big skeleton and something about... A rat queen, and it was pretty crazy. Wait, sorry, what was that? <laughs> oh, not the rat queen. Rat, rat queen? Oh yeah, the rat queen. It, there's a real rat queen. Like you, like it was here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, she's still here, I think. Uh, so how how soon do we need to get out of here? Because if there's rats. You still want to fight the rat queen? Do I want to? F- <laughs> Why are you even asking that as a question? Should... Of course we want to fight a rat queen. Uh, see, he's in for it too. He's up for it too. Of course we want to fight a rat queen. A charitable rat queen? I mean, come on. Don't put that out into the universe. She can hear, I promise. She's only right under your feet. Oh, she's in the hole? <laughs> There's a very strong possibility that there is a rat queen in the hole, yes. 
but we should probably get out of this town before we have anything to do with that. We don't want to revisit that. We don't want to rehash anything that we've done in the past. It's best to just kind of move on at this point, I think. She's not pleasant. Her aesthetic is very cool, but her heart is not. I really suggest we go. Please. <laughs> we have to come back here so I can fight that rat queen. <laughs> Mist, I um, I think we're all in agreement here about this rat queen business, but I do think there may be an order of priority here. Mist's tail flicks back and forth in annoyance. Yeah, no, I know. Bigger, bigger picture. I No, I get it. Greater evil and all that, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Alright, I'm just going to make a note here. Come back to Whole Town, murder Rat Queen. Okay, good. <laughs> Speaking for myself, I'm very glad to hear that uh, the the evil vibe I was getting off of that hole uh, has been dealt with by, uh, by fellow adventurers. I mean, I haven't seen holes in a road that big since after the budget cuts in Neverwinter, and some of those had drow crawling out of them. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, okay, so that's one vote for bring them along. Silway, you got... Silway slams their third shot glass down on the bars. Sure, why not? More the merrier. All right. Welcome to team, um, um, team, um, we're working on that. We're still workshopping that. We don't but, really have but, a name. <laughs> welcome to team whatever the hell this is. Glad to be a part of team whatever the hell this is. <laughs> ah, so, uh, is somebody going to pay for this? Ah, yes, allow me. And, and Desmond goes into his pouch and, and pulls out a, a number of shells and places them on the counter. He says, I think that's more than, <laughs> than uh, suitable for our expenses Thank you so much, you've been wonderful. And he goes to walk out the door. How odd. A place that uses shells as currency. <laughs> well, no, we don't use shells as currency. Does anybody, what about you with the top hat? You look fairly put together. You gonna pay for all this? <sighs> yeah, I got it. Miss Stuff flips a couple of gold coins onto the counter. <laughs> oh, thank you. You'll be safe now. Oh, I guarantee that's not gonna happen. But I appreciate the sentiment. The group of you exit the inn, and you start walking across the square. I should go uh, retrieve Gruber from the barge. Nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, Jeremy. I think. Yeah. Did you bring Jeremy? <laughs> oh, of course, I brought Jeremy <laughs> and Concord and like. <laughs> yeah. I've got a little menagerie developing. You brought Concord as well? My loyal donkey? <laughs> yes, of course I brought Concord. <laughs> Come, Gruber, we are we have a ship to go to. Oh sir, I can't Sir, I can't swim, sir. I don't know about a ship, sir. Ah, uh, Gruber, do you do you know how to grab onto things that float? Oh, well, I guess so, sir. I've never tried it. Then don't fall off the ship, and I think you will be fine. Um, okay. Oh, sir, you've got friends, sir. Yeah, yes, this is, uh, this is Winley, and this is, uh, Desmond. They also will be joining us. Oh, hello. My name's Gruber. Um, I look after the animals. Um, I like to count. Very nice to meet you, Gruber. <laughs> oh, you too, sir. 
Oh, and and mum, that's a very pretty eye. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you're the only one that's really given me a proper compliment on it. I know it's different, but it should be accepted. Oh, of course, mum. I'm surprised Rotan didn't say anything. He's very gallant. 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 He's a gentleman. He's gallant. <laughs> no, you had it. No, you did a very good job. Oh, thank you. And I, I'm sure your counting skills are much better than mine. Oh, that will get better, that is for sure. Okay, and um, along with Gruber is a uh, very regally kitted donkey wearing um, silks and feathers, something that you would you would think a mighty steed would be wearing, but it is a donkey. And next to him is an enormous golden clockwork ox. Uh, sorry, my bad. It's introductions. This is Concord, and this is Jeremy. Winley goes up to Concord with a carrot in hopes of establishing a good animal. Give me an animal <laughs> handling check. 17. Okay, Concord nibbles the carrot, chops it down, and then kind of nuzzles his, his muzzle against your hand. He seems very smitten. What a sweetheart. You and I shall be great friends. Ah, he likes you. Yes, I can tell. (laughs) The band of you make your way down a few steps to the harbor itself. Normally the harbor would be bustling with life as ships and fishing boats moved in and out beyond the seawall. But it is eerily quiet, save for the seagulls chirping endlessly. In front of you, Towering over the rest of the ships is an ancient vessel covered with moss and lichen. It looks as if it was pulled up from the bottom of the ocean. Two docks away, you see a slightly smaller ship, but no less grand. And you see uh, sailors teeming across its deck, preparing to set sail. On the upper deck, you also see Finnegan spouting out orders to Rigman and uh, crew all over the place and he leans over the side as two men are dangling from ropes and scraping barnacles from like the side of the ship that above the water surface. Don't forget to get them all shipmates. Get them all. Get them all. No barnacles in this in this route. We're taking it to the open oceans and we're gonna need as much speed as we can get boys. Uh, if he does, if Finnegan would notice them approaching, he would probably meet them before they boarded. Uh, give me a perception check to see if Finnegan is paying attention or is he too worried about his crew. It's an 18. Yeah, he notices them. I mean, it's kind of hard to miss. They're a very motley crew. And you see that they've picked up another and a donkey and an enormous golden ox. So Finnegan walks to the boarding board, the boarding ramp, and uh, stops at the at the at the top and says, "Oh, hold on now, hold on, more, more. What kind of cargo is this? This is not what I was told." Oh, my name is Gruber, sir. No, not you. The the metal ox. Oh well, his name's Jeremy. <laughs> That's a hefty load of cargo right there. Uh, he's actually a. Uh... He's mostly hollow on the inside. He's not as heavy as he looks. I don't even know if I can get it below deck. Oh, he can get himself below deck. Oh, uh, this is... 
We're going to have to negotiate some more prices here. You just said you were handsomely paid. I was handsomely paid for the three of you and the dangerous journey that my ship will take. So you want more money now? Well, if you expect me to feed you. Do we expect that? <laughs> I don't know. Do you expect <laughs> Um, I happen to be a very um adept uh, fisherman. Um, I, I've, I've, I've fished many, many different things in my day, and perhaps if I, if I may offer my services, I, I, I could perhaps um, catch some of the food that, uh, that might be provided, if, and that could be uh, our, our uh, wage here, our passage. Let me ask you this, Sonny. Have you ever fished the open ocean, the deep seas? The deep sea. Well, one time, I, uh, when I was on the island, I... I, I, I thrust together some, some, some bits of trees and, and made myself sort of a raft and, and you know, made my way out into the ocean quite a ways and with, with, a, with a spear that I had also fashioned and, and caught myself quite a few big ones out there. Let me ask you this, Sonny. Whenever a charcuta ends on the... <laughs> <laughs> Trying to take myself seriously here. That's right. A charcuta? Is that what I heard? That's what you heard. <laughs> What, what, what is the, what is this Avatar's last bender? Sonny, whenever a shark cuda ends on the lines on your hook, what do you do? Well, I've never caught one of those and never really heard of one of those before, but, um, I suppose... Precisely, sounds... boy. Precisely. You don't know how to fish those open oceans, those deep seas. Well, I happen to be quite resourceful, and, and if, if you, if you would allow me the chance, uh... To, to fish one of these charcuters, as you call them, I believe I, I would prove to be quite capable. I'll have to talk to the circle again, but I expect more than money. All right, here, we'll discover it. And Silway pulls a little pouch from her, her hip and grabs a pearl out of it and tosses it to Finnegan. Tosses? Uh-oh. Yeah, she tosses <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, Finnegan, give me a dexterity oh, check. No. <laughs> I actually have a really good dexterity, but six. (laughs) All right, you toss it to Finnegan. It hits one of his hands, then the other, pops up in the air, hits the gangplank, and begins rolling down it. Somebody could make, um, who's got a high dex? Maybe our rogue should try to catch it. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so wait, you can give me, uh, see if you can grab it. No, natural one. I kick it Ooh. over the side into the water. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you go you go diving for it. You go sprawling out on the ground and it hits your fingers and instead of catching it, it bounces off your hands and into the water. Uh, well Alright, let's let's try that again. And she reaches into the bag and pulls out a second pearl and <laughs> walks over and places it gently in the sea captain's hands. Now you're learning the ways of the sea. You don't throw things around on my ship. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, 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 in my head, he like points to the sign and there's a wooden sign like, right there. <laughs> no throwing things. <laughs> Rule number one, no throwing Rule things. Rule number one. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, he holds he holds the pearl with three fingers up to his eye and looks up at it, looks at it real closely, and says, ah, "I think this will do." All right, I'll show you to your quarters. All right, very good then. All five of you. Oh, sorry, six of you, and the ox and the donkey. Hello, you can't forget Gruber. 
No, don't forget me. That's sir. why I corrected myself to six. Is that right? Five, oh, two, three, four, oh. five, oh, six. Yes, I, can you all not count? Oh, no, we um, can't. Half of us count. Practicing, <laughs> sir. I can count. <laughs> no, he can't. <laughs> uh, quick question, sir. Um, are ships flammable, sir? Oh, God. If you bring any flames on my ship, there'll be problems. Well, you know, my cooking is kind of um, well, it's sort of distinct, sir. You'll be doing no cooking on my ship, then. We have a garley, though. You'll be fed. All six of you. And the donkey. And the golden ox. Oh, the ox doesn't eat, sir. The ox doesn't eat. He's made a meadow. He doesn't eat nails or or cannons, (laughs) does it? No, sir. He just sort of stands there, sir. (laughs) Although it would be great if it did. What is its purpose, then? I've been asking that since we left here. What is this thing's purpose? <laughs> yes, I too was wondering. I didn't want to speak up and say anything, but... Oh, it kind of carries you around, sir. It carries you around like a horse. He's my friend. He's your friend. All right. Uh, I'll make sure to put you together in your room, then. Oh, that's fine with me, sir. I usually sleep with Concord, sir. Yes, put them both in there. <laughs> That'll be fine. All right, come aboard. Hope this ox doesn't break the gangplank. Maybe we want to let it go on last. <laughs> you DM in disguise, you. I mean, far be it for, if you want to get rid of Jeremy, Diana, this would be a great moment to do it. <laughs> so Jeremy begins to cross the gangplank, and it starts to bow, and you stare at it, and Gruber, Gruber even gasps. <gasps> but the gangplank holds. And Jeremy climbs onto the ship. Oh, that was a close one. Never seen it. I've never seen it bow like that before. See, no issues whatsoever. Okay, so Gruber leads Jeremy off, and he takes Concord with him. He leads the mounts uh, down into the bottom of the ship. It's about another half hour while the sailors prepare the rigging before you are ready to shove off. Captain, would you like to take us out? All right, you scallywags. Get your hands dirty this time. Take those calluses and pull those ropes. Get themselves down, I say. The sail falls. The wind catches it. The bow slowly begins to turn, putting the wind at your stern. And you slowly, gracefully, glide out of Greymore Harbor. It is a calm day, a few clouds in the skies. The ship picks up speed as it finds its way into open water. And soon enough, the land is behind you, and all around you is blue. It is smooth sailing for the rest of the day, into the night. The cook prepares his meal. You eat in your own little groups. It is dark. The stars are out. And you find yourselves on the deck, lounging amongst sails and barrels, staring up at them. So the five of you are headed to the Shrouded Isle. I know that much. Sure, what's the point of it all, though? What do you you mean, what's the point? I mean, what are you looking for there? Are you just exploring, or what? 
Well, uh, we're looking for an evil wizard so we can uh, stop his plan from, from, uh, well, coming to fruition. An evil wizard. How'd you come about the knowledge of this man? You said you talked to the circle? Uh, yes. Well, they hired me to take you there. So, so you're, you're aware of the circle? Do you, do you know what they do? Uh, not specifically, no. I just know of them. Are you a part of the circle? Uh, I'd say we're more independent contractors. Ah, uh, like me. I get. I understand. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, uh, we're kind of in the same <laughs> boat. Um. So they hired you to go to the shrouded isle. Uh, more or less. And to find an evil wizard. Well, the the wizard isn't really the point, though. The wizard is just sort of the person trying to stop. What we're trying to protect is, I believe, all magic in the world. Magic, eh? It's a big. It's a big deal. Right, I don't know any myself, but the ship does some things. The ship does some things? Ah, oh, yes. It's like it has its own soul, I guess you could say. Really? That's very interesting. What when you what what kind of things does the ship do? Well, you see that figurehead at the front, and you see at the front of the ship a uh, depiction of a storm giant holding a uh, thunderbolt ready to throw. Sometimes that thing takes light and uh, handles our enemies that's in front of us. Um, I wouldn't put... I, I, I would make sure that Gruber was nowhere up near that, just in case. <laughs> uh, I'd hope Gruber knows not to touch anything on my ship. I would not count on him knowing that. <laughs> how did you, um, how did you come across this vessel, uh, Captain, if I might ask? Um, it's very peculiar, sort of. I've never heard of a vessel with its own self-defense capabilities before. It's, uh quite fascinating. Well, um, I bought it. Very interesting. I, uh, my memory, you see, is, is not, um, it's not altogether, it's not all there. Um, I was, you see, I, I was, I was stranded for quite some time on an island and, and recently was rescued and, and I'm afraid that everything before the island is, is cloudy at best. But something about this ship, this vessel, stirs something in the back of my mind, and, and it's the most peculiar thing. I, I, I don't know what, but it, something is familiar to me. Ah, uh, do you mean like you've seen more of them? Perhaps the magic that, in, that, that flows throughout this vessel is something familiar to me. All I can tell you is I bought it from a man named Garrett. So then you must have renamed it after yourself, then. I did. Revenge is what I'm at. Who are you taking revenge on? Oh, that's quite a long story. It's not that I actually have an axe for revenge right now, but uh, I grew up in a small farming village just south of Nightfall, and uh, we were, we took on quite a serious debt from some unwelcomed protectors, uh, thugs, I guess you could say. We weren't able to pay off some of those debts. I uh, figured I need to make some more money. Headed on to the coast, became a sailor, tried to find some more money that way. And eventually I came back to my home to help pay off those debts. But unfortunately, the whole village was a pile of ash. So you want revenge on them? I want it, but I'm not, re I'm not seeking it. Really, I'm just trying to make a living in this dreadful world. Well, aren't we all? And sometimes you take on some risky missions. Like taking you to the Shrouded Isle, which... Still don't understand why you would do such a thing, but... We have business to take care of there, we... And I'm just hoping I don't explode. Have you seen it before, though? No, only heard stories. Jaded rocks pierce out of the ocean, as if spears 
waiting to take down any ship they could see. They shine with the glistening of sea water, and then the mist just keeping them all covered. You won't even see it until the ship's ten feet away. It does sound dangerous, but you've been there. I've seen it. I won't take you into the mist. I guess I'll have to. Fo- I'll have to give you two rowboats, though. I don't know how you're gonna get that ox on one of them, though. I wonder if it can just walk. I mean, it doesn't have to breathe. And the donkey? Well, I mean, that. Oh, I could go in the boat with Gruber. Maybe we should have planned this out better. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly left some supplies in, in Greymore. Suspicion sounds very dangerous. How do we get off the shrouded isle? Once we're there. I wasn't told to wait for you. Wait, we have no way of getting off the island. This just occurred to me. There might be a portal sort of thingy that we can take, but I'm not really good at, at the magic-ness. So I, uh, I would defer to my uh, companions for that. Oh, okay, well, I guess if all else fails, I can always send a message to Sudal and have her hire another ship captain to come get us. I'll wait along the mist's side if uh, you got the coin to make me wait. Okay, well, I guess we'll just do what we do best. Wing it. Always works out for us, usually. It seems to uh, have a fairly good track record. Yes, I, I, I must say, Captain, I, I have uh, tremendous admiration for the, the dangerous line of business that you are in. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um... I know you're probably unfamiliar with the open ocean, but uh, I'd stay as in as possible. I don't think you're going to do much swimming with all that metal on you. Oh, no, I I, uh, I probably won't. No, you're right. But, but do you see these things? <laughs> he, like, points at the side of his neck. <laughs> oh, I forgot about those. <laughs> oh. uh, what is that? I, I don't know exactly what they are, but if I stick my head underwater, I can breathe with them. Well, that's a fancy little thing there. Oh, let's push him in and see what happens. <laughs> well, I don't want to walk the rest of the way. I, I just want to interject that I don't think I've fully grasped just how weird this campaign is going <laughs> until right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> our mechanical axe and our guild at night. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very glad that I have these because... You know, uh, uh, every every single ship that I've ever sailed on has sunk. So, uh, sailing seems very dangerous to me, and it's just good to know that that uh, I can breathe underwater should something untoward happen. Hopefully, nothing will happen like that. It's uh, ill omen even to even discuss it. Those last boats that sank were they kraken-based sinkings? Uh, one of them was. Yes. Interesting. I still want to hear that story sometime. I'd be happy to share it. You don't call upon the Kraken. <laughs> That's a sign on the boat. Rule number two. Don't, don't call, call for the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> so how long is this journey to the Strat of the Dial anyways? Yes, Captain Finney, I was going to ask you the same question. Ah, uh, If the winds will take us all the way there, it'll be just only three days. But if uh, we come across any issues with the wind where we have to turn, and well, you'll see, it could take upwards of a week, maybe. I believe I could um, assist if the winds were not in our favor. I have a bit of magic that could assist us. All right. I'll keep that in mind. You just, like, create wind and blow into the sails. He kind of uh, smiles at you and he raises his hand. 
and he casts gusts of wind and 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 uh the sails kind of billow as the wind catches it and the boat kind of gains a little speed oh very handy let's get there as fast as we can then how long can you do that for boy that is an excellent question uh (laughs) (laughs) every six seconds (laughs) um second level spell Uh, yes one minute if I maintain concentration and I have three second level spell slots so three minutes a day I can do this I tell you this mister but uh, three minutes a day is not gonna get us it sounded greater in my head than it did when it came out you you don't have a spell called outboard motor do you (laughs) no that's that's a fifth level spell and I only have fourth level at the moment Uh. I suppose we should settle in then, for at least at least three days. You do have some kind of fish magic, you were saying. <laughs> fish magic? You no, mean I mean like to the bring, put fish yeah. onto the deck so that we can eat it. Are you talking to me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, well, sorry. I'm... I I mean, aside from my <laughs> skill, when I was a fisherman, I do have a spell where I'm able to manipulate the water around me, and, and perhaps if I time it correctly, I can bring something aboard. I would like to see this done, and I would like to learn how to do that. Well, perhaps if we have... I feel like I need to give you another rule here. I'm going to point at the board. I'm point at the board. Uh, rule number three is not to bring water onto my ship. No, no, no. Not the, not the, not the water. The fish in the water. So, so far, well, the signs that we have are... Well, the first one was... No throwing things. No throwing, no throwing things. things on deck. Yeah. We don't talk about the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the morning we'll uh, be we'll be turning west pretty hard. Uh, we'll be passing shore all and heading that direction for quite some time. And uh, if so if there's anything that you want to do before, you know, we get to the islands, before we leave the coast of the, uh, of the continent, this might be a good place to make some changes. Like maybe drop that ox off somewhere if you don't want me to keep it for you. No, I think we'll bring Jeremy along. <laughs> <laughs> well, your call. Uh, but I got some other things I need to do tonight before I go into bed. Um, so have a good night. Stay safe. Let me know if any of my crew pisses you off. Everyone, we will get back to episode four of season three in just a moment. But uh, as always, we want to take our little mid-roll break to thank you for listening in. And uh, if our show does indeed spark joy in your hearts, uh, please let us know. Uh, Join the ranks of the people who have left us uh, lovely reviews. People like Music and Espresso, who left us some very fine comments the other day really meant a lot to us to read it uh glad you were drawn in by the geology puns so thank you for listening and uh those of you who are listening and and want to share the love join the mutual admiration society please leave us a review on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts those things really do help us find help us find an audience help other people find our show those reviews and ratings really do mean a lot to us so whenever we get a review it's like the talk of discord for a good day or so where it's like oh my god people watch us and like us oh my god 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, it makes us very happy. And also, you don't even have to like rocks. Not all of us like rocks. It's it's true. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, they're pretty sometimes. <sighs> I, I will say, uh, in, in the course of doing this for um, three seasons now, I have been forced to go and research rocks whenever <laughs> they are going to be plot relevant <laughs> because the question will inevitably come up. <laughs> As you can kind of hear from the laughter, uh, this is our first episode with our new cast members, Matt and Rachel, uh, playing Desmond and Winley. Hello. We're so happy to have them, and they will be here forever and ever and ever, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We are both ready to rock your world, everyone. Wow, that's a very high promise. I can't guarantee rock your world, but I'm going to try my best. It was a geology joke. Come on. I was really trying to fit in. But here we go. My answer is no. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm giving you applause. I don't know if that's being picked up on my on my waveform here, but <laughs> I appreciated yeah. it, Rachel. No, thank you very. Hey, you know I I'm not perfect. You know we all have faults, right? Oh, oh my no, gosh, you're still at it. <laughs> that was good. That was very good. Oh, oh I will. I think we should. I'm gonna make it my mission to like throw one in each time well yeah i mean it's it's much appreciated those geology puns you can't take them for granted oh i am looking you at beat that me one to right it now. by like half a second <laughs> That's what I'm damn it at. can we can we talk about cats i mean no. i'd much rather talk about the musical cats than more geology puns oh, see i was on board till you said the musical cats i'm like no the animal cats i'm all talking about yeah yes <laughs> my sediments exactly oh my god Oh, I think we're going to lose a few people from this. But you know what? <laughs> but we're going to gain new people like music You're and right. espresso. So You're I'm right. all right. You're right. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> oh, no. You broke me. So that that's the. That's what it took? That's <laughs> what it took? I have a very low tolerance for puns. <laughs> I must admit. Okay. <laughs> I know people think they're very clever. And to me, that they're just not. It's not about see, cleverness. It's about groaning. It's well, that's of... see, that's that's even worse. <laughs> I, I don't want to groan. So Diana, Diana has her schist together for sure. I was, I had something else lined up for that one. But, uh... <laughs> oh, hey, but you know what though? I, this I is know... what I get for moving at a glacial pace with, uh, with these sorts uh... of things. But guys, here's the thing: you might hear Diana going like. <sighs> But you know she's smiling on the other end. And that's the joy that I take away from this. We will see. Sometime around episode 10, watch <laughs> no. to see if our DM gets really, really vindictive all of a sudden. Oh my god. Yeah, Winley's just like out for two episodes. <laughs> Bye. Now, I, I am a professional. Personal feelings do not uh, interfere with the job of being the DM. There's a reason uh, Earth <laughs> Elementals have not shown up yet. <laughs> We we did fight a literal living rock at one point. We we did, and that was a mistake. <laughs> well, this is almost ten minutes of us meandering around. So I guess it's time to get back to the show. Is what you're saying there, Ames? The editor in me is like cracking the whip. Like, y'all, I can't only edit <laughs> so much out. I All I right. was honestly waiting for one final rock pun, but I guess it is not coming. Get your vaccines, folks. Get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good note to end on. Everyone, if you haven't gotten your vaccine, and by now, there's no excuse since you can get them anywhere, uh, mostly without an appointment in a lot of places, get vaccinated so we can get the world back to the way it used to be. 
Yes, of quartz. Oh, God. All right, there we go. End there. <laughs> Diana, I promise there's no more geology puns coming tonight. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye. <laughs> You all wake the next morning. Everybody give me a constitution check. Nat 20 constitution. Um, Wendley okay. rolled a 9. 11. Okay. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. So Silway is the first up in the morning. Uh, she is surprisingly refreshed. Something about the motion of the ship and the, the ocean air. She slept very well last night. Uh, mist is up soon after, feeling equally as refreshed. Rotan and Winley, you are, um, you didn't sleep as well last night. Whether it was Gruber's snoring or just being out on the ocean. Desmond, I'm not certain how you reacted to being out here. That's for you to say, given your history. It's complicated. Silway also feel, seems surprisingly at ease on a ship. Like She's got her sea legs immediately and knows her way around the ship. Surprisingly well for a, a, a rich girl. While you were sleeping, each one of you had a dream. I am going to message them to you. Ooh. What they were about. Ooh. You all should have something. Do with that what you please. It's You don't have to share it. You don't have to. Well, since Silway is the first one up, I believe she is standing on the uh, railing, or not on, but leaning against the railing of the ship. Looking out, looking down to the south, and looking very put out. Like she is, she is much grumpier than usual this morning. Finnegan's got work to do, so he probably won't do anything about anything in regards to that, unless he hears something <laughs> weird. You'll just hear him shouting orders to uh, a bunch of crew, because uh, turns out, as you've kind of gotten acclimated to the ship, it sounds like he may have lost quite a few, and there's some tw- like twelve new people on the ship. And so he's teaching them the ways of the ocean. <laughs> the ways of the ocean. <laughs> no, that's not how you. That's not how you tie a bowling. <laughs> um, if there's any nearby that are being taught, Silway might actually join in and like show them some knot tying and stuff. Stop bringing water on Maybe. the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you see one that just got completely belittled by Finnegan, and like you want to go support that little dude. <laughs> as he walks away. <laughs> that, that, that actually, I think that would make sense. Yeah. So there's some, some poor sailors like near, near crying over there by the ropes. <laughs> and, and she goes over there and like helps him like with the knot that he's trying to practice. But she still looks very grumpy while she's doing it. Yeah, I think Desmond would go up to the top deck and kind of stand for a moment and, and feel the wind and think. And, and, and then I think maybe he would go and shake himself out of it and, and try and go catch a few fish. You can make a survival check. Mist is watching this like Heathcliff, just so we're clear. <laughs> Maybe he'll go up to he'll go up to Finn again and, uh, and I'll be like, do you have any kind of um, a spear or a, or a net or something that I could possibly borrow from him? Yeah, we got nets at the uh, at the stern of the ship. You can try hoisting if you'd oh, wish. Thank you. Spears, no. You don't spear in the open ocean from this high up on deck. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, I'm f- forgive me, I've I'm used to onshore fishing, <laughs> trying to test my tester uh, how this this deep sea. Perhaps I'll come come across a shark. Sharkuda. He goes off and he uh, Finnegan 
We'll say Finnegan wasn't looking at you when you said that, <laughs> and then he turns and looks over his shoulder angrily. Don't you bring a charcuterie <laughs> on this ship. Okay, so he goes and he tries to cast the net. Come on, Desmond. 20. Non-natural. You lower the net into the water, and you let it drag behind the boat for a while. A little while, and then you hoist it up. And you manage to catch about seven fairly decent-sized fish. Cool. And I'll kind of grab all of them in the net and hoist it up. Maybe he'll whip out, like, a little, like, knife made out of some kind of uh, ocean rock, and he'll start kind of uh, uh, skinning them, like, dexterously. Like, he's like he's done this before. Mist is, like, crouched with the biggest cat eyes. His tail is, like, <laughs> flicker, flicking from side to side. <laughs> What's taters, precious? <laughs> What's endurance to them, precious? It ruins them. <laughs> give them to us raw and wriggle. <laughs> so if Desmond sees you looking, he'll probably uh, he'll probably uh, smile at you and, and toss you one of the fish. I'm gonna roll to catch that sucker. Rule number one. No, rule, rule number, number one. one. <laughs> <laughs> you broke it. Oh. Uh, Mister Captain Finnegan, give me a perception check to see if you. One. Oh my god. Alright. Okay. Uh, first thing first. It's uh, 25. Oh my god. Okay. Alright, so you, you throw the fish and Captain Finnegan, you see the fish. You see you see it all happen in front of you. Does it can it be like like you know, like in, in films where like the the fish will roll across the deck and then it'll stop under a boot and then the camera will pan up, <laughs> slowly pan up. No, I was thinking it's more like those those videos you've seen of like the Seattle fish market with the people who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Desmond throws the fish at Mist and Mist holds his paws up. And his mouth is even open, waiting to catch this thing. And it slides straight through his his little fingers, and it hits him in the face. And then and then the fish like flops, and the tail smacks him in the face again. And then it falls to the deck, and the fish slides off the deck and back into the ocean. Can I scramble to try and grab it just before it goes in? Give me a dexterity check. Seventeen. Okay, you spring across the deck and you pounce on top of it. And as you look up, prone from the ground, on the ground, <laughs> you do see Finnegan standing next to you. He looks down at you and then looks to you, Desmond. What did I tell you about throwing things on this ship? <laughs> Take ah. the mop and bucket. Clean up this mess. I don't need any of my sailors tripping and falling overboard. Yes, I'm sorry. My memory is not not what it used to be. I, I I've, I've forgotten the first rule number one, Desmond. <laughs> yes, I will not forget next time. I will not forget next time. <laughs> okay, so Desmond and Mist are fishing. Um, Soway is helping, I guess, the various uh, sailors that Captain Finnegan is berating. Uh, what are Rotan and Windley up to? I think um, Rotan when he he rises and comes comes back on deck he actually seems even happier than he did uh 
last night. Um, it's just sort of taking in the ocean, the beautiful ocean. Life is good. Okay, and what about Winley? Wenley's demeanor has definitely changed. She's not very happy. She's um, pretty solemn and, uh, and and stoic, and it isn't really giving anyone any sort of emotion. She's pretty traumatized from um, from her sleep right now, and she's just um, sitting down outside trying trying to uh let the waves cloud her thoughts i think sibley recognizes that mood and goes up to to talk to her so you didn't sleep well either no i didn't Mm. not at all do you know (laughs) do you know those nightmares you wake up and you feel you feel different you ever had one of those Uh, surprisingly enough i had one last night did you as well so did I. No, yes. Yes, I did. Oh. Yes, I did. That's, that's possibly a coincidence. It seems unlikely. Would you, would you tell me about yours? Oh, I, I suppose I could. Um, I was my, it was my mother. And, but she was, she was dying. And she couldn't hear me. She didn't know I was there, but she was talking to somebody else. And she was saying many, many things. Um... Things I wish she had said to me. She was saying to somebody else. I don't know what it means, or why I'm having this dream all of a sudden. But I don't know. What about you? Well, I'm sorry. I heard I couldn't see anything. It was so dark. I just heard this terrible voice, this awful, ominous, loud voice, and it vibrated. It vibrated so deeply inside me, and it said, "Charge the shard." Does that mean charge the island? Char- charge the, the shard? Yes. Is, is that all it said? Well, isn't that enough? Well, it's... it's I... I, I maybe. So somebody starts fidgeting nervously. <laughs> um, um, there, there. She pats me on the shoulder. <laughs> you have no idea how frightening it was at all. Did, what, was it the voice that was frightening, or the... Yes, it, it was the voice that was frightening. Oh, it was the darkness. Oh. It was the darkness that was frightening. It was the voice that was frightening. Charge the shard. You saying if someone said that to you, you would just be okay and all right and be able to go about your day. Well, I mean, maybe not if it was a really deep, rumbling voice in the dark. That's not, that, that, that sounds scary. Um, do, you, do you need a, a, a hug or something? I don't know how this works. Well, yeah. You tried to give me a hug a few minutes ago, and it didn't go well. Maybe a second try would be better. Oh, you mean the, oh, the, the shoulder thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yes, it, it felt very, I don't know, not good. Oh, yeah, I hear that a lot. Let, let's try it again and, and see if perhaps I could gain some comfort and you could gain some comfort. Uh, yes? Uh, oh, sure, sure, yeah, let's... Uh... It's like a little exercise, it's like a... A wonderful exercise right, of right. of being there for each other. A practice hug, yes, yes, okay. Yes, a practice hug, wonderful, okay. Uh, how about we go on the count of three? Okay, okay. So you prepared. Oh, it, yes. All right, okay. So, okay, Deep so okay. one, two, two, two three, three. three. Ah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, that's great. It is the stiffest, awkward, most awkward hug ever. Oh. I kind of want to make you roll on this. <laughs> performance check? <laughs> yeah, so wait, give me a performance oh check to see how well you do in this hug. Sleight of hand. Uh, let's, uh, oh, can I you. make a perception check to see if I overheard any of this? Uh, sure. Um, Silway's hug is terrible. Oh no! I rolled a six. <laughs> can I can I make a perception check too? Yeah, oh uh, feel free. The the rest of you can if you if you want. Sixteen to eavesdrop. This this was not supposed to be so big. <laughs> well, Miss Tess has cat ears, so uh, I rolled an eight minus one is seven. <laughs> okay, all right. So missed heard, but neither Rotan nor Desmond did. Uh, does the captain want to try to hear, or is he too busy? I actually gave myself disadvantage because I was too busy doing captain duties, but I still ended up with a 22 because... <laughs> what? He's just, like, always there in the background. <laughs> Yar, roll six, no hugging. <laughs> so, uh, you, you witnessed this scene, sort of, as you're taking everything in. Um, I was mostly thinking I would be perceiving the uh, dream talk. Well, that too. <laughs> the hug I'm not too worried about. There is no role against hugging. Although the, the, the hug is, it is very awkward. <laughs> it's like if somebody try hugging a tree. <laughs> but she's trying her best. Yeah. Um, I think that Wenley definitely knows that the intention is there. And that's really all that matters. So Wenli uh, looks up at Silway and says, I felt that. I really did. Oh, oh good. Thank I you. wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I actually made contact or, or not. Okay, great. No, great. no, you did. Okay. No, you did. Um, I could feel the vibrations from your soul onto mine. So I do, I do feel better. Oh. Thank you so much. Oh, my soul's vibrating. Fantastic. Okay. Um, I, I, I do have something, though, that I think you're... Did your, your dream said charge the shard? Yes, yes, it did, yes. I think mm-hmm. I know what that might mean. Um, it, uh, tell me. <laughs> um, well, hold on. We, we, I, I should bring in some, some support here. Mist, Mist. He's already, he's already walking over. What did this voice sound like? Um, it was goggly. It was very grainy and... And such, so low. It was one of the lowest voices I've ever heard in my whole entire life. And and it just, it emulated an ominous, disgusting presence, if that makes any sense at all. Well, I mean, I, I get the vibe that you're putting down, but that's not it. That's not what Katzit sounds like. Well, maybe it's the island. Here's why that's interesting to me. I had the same dream, except... That's not the voice I heard. Your dream told you to charge the shard, too. Yeah. Yeah, except it was very clearly Cat Sith. They were being kind of a dick about it, but, I mean, it's Cat Sith. <laughs> well. So now I'm very puzzled. Did everyone have dreams? Well, I mean, most people dream, I think. I think it's dreaming is a normal... I, I don't. You don't dream? Well, I did last night. It was very weird. But no, not normally. Oh. Well, all right then. Today I learned something. What? What was? What was? What was yours? Oh, it was about my my mother. She was she was dying and saying very lovely things to somebody who was not me. She didn't say anything about charging the shard, or she didn't mention anything about a shard. No, uh, that's not to be insensitive or whatever. It's okay. It's fine. It's it's just a it's just a dream. 
he he looks around, he stares at the gnome for a moment, and then very briefly just kind of headbutts Silway. <laughs> uh, what not the, like what the, not like aggressive not like aggressively. Like he's a cat. He, he nuzzles like a cat. Yeah. yeah. It's just like her. a like for us for a second. Misa, are you trying to nuzzle me? No. <laughs> so I shouldn't pet I shouldn't pet you then. No. <laughs> are you trying to communicate telepathically? Forget it. Um, huh. So my my thinking is, who else wants the shard charged? Well, maybe we should go ask everyone else if they also had a dream. Yeah. All right, team meeting. Team meeting, everyone. Huddle up. Desmond perks up and kind of looks over and finishes and stows away the last fish and comes on over. Rotan will stroll over. Did you all have dreams last night? Why, uh, yes, I did. Yes. Like vivid. Yes, yes, I know. Like particularly vivid, upsetting dreams, perhaps? No, no, not at all. Really? It was a most wonderful dream. Was it about Taimora? It was, yes. I have wonderful news. Okay, die, die. tell us your dream, dream Rotan. Ah, uh, well, she, uh, she appeared to me like she has before, and she told me that what we need to do is... We need to go, and we need to charge the shard. But there it is. <laughs> so he throws her hands in the air. <laughs> All right. So... Yes. Uh, something about the future of the world being at stake. That's very interesting, because in my dream also, there was something about charging a shard as well. Who'd you talk to? It was my, it was my, my goddess, uh... The Lady Alarian of the Sea. She came to me. She spoke to me in a vision and said that it was very important that we charge the shard. Ugh. Am I the only one who didn't hear a voice to say charge the shard? I don't understand. Everyone is being told to charge the shard. And it's not a dark and scary voice like mine was. Mine was... Mine was terrible. You get your goddess and you get someone else and then you get the... Well, not nice guy, but not as bad. What is this? No, here's okay. Why? Why? Here's the here's the thing, Winley. This is what I'm trying to piece together. Have you come in con? How do I? How do I? Uh, eh, there's no delicate way to ask this. Do you worship anyone particularly unsettling? No. I don't see what relevance that has. Rotan, you heard from Timora. Yes. Uh, Desmond, you heard from your goddess. Yes. I heard from Cat Sith. And each of us derives our uh, magic power from those relationships. Wait, does this mean I worship my mother? <laughs> no, but yours... We're still working out where your magic comes from, as I recall. It's sort of a wild thing. Uh, Finnegan starts to walk away and just kind of chuckles at himself. What a bunch of hoopla. Hey, Captain, before you get too far, have you ever been out this way before? Ah, yes, I've seen the Shrouded Owl. Right, right. Do you or your crew ever get weird dreams? Not that I've heard. All right. And uh, though I had a dream last night, it has nothing to do crazy like that. Just a charcuter attacking my village again. Uh, again? <laughs> yeah. did, did the charcuta mention charging a shard by any chance? No, the charcuta doesn't speak. It eats. Well, <laughs> uh, 
Hold on. This, this is something I want to unpack. Uh, <laughs> you you said again. <laughs> I said you've. Yes, you I had, had the dream, dream again. Oh, I see. I okay. had the dream of the Sharkuda attacking my village again. Coming down from the ocean skies. I think we have established that this is not a plot thread. Uh, <laughs> so, well, thank you very much for that, uh, Captain. Uh, <laughs> As I said, a bunch of hoopla. He starts to walk off. <laughs> I don't want to charge my shard. You might want to charge your shard, but all my shard is dark. You have a shard? No, I'm just saying... There was a different message in each... It was like a different intent in each dream. Charge the shard. I don't know if that is one physical thing or maybe yeah. some sort okay. of... Uh, okay, let's, 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 first, let's just first make it clear that the shard is not a metaphorical thing. And Mist will produce a little wooden box from his bag of holding and open it to reveal uh, this sort of blackened obsidian-looking sliver of metal crystal uh yeah crystal stone it, it's you can't be vague with this group diana i know i know especially with rocks yes because my brain goes wait is it volcanic if it's <laughs> but it's a meteorite therefore it's probably you know could, well, could be rocky but probably nickel yeah. iron but then we also could, i mean could be a chondrite wait how many people in this group are geologists <laughs> <laughs> Just the two. Oh, okay i was like hold on but it's but that's still a higher than average proportion, I would say. <laughs> but we we feed off of each other. Yes. I, I originally described it as a rock that the type of which you've never seen before and, and that didn't go over well. Oh my god, <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> that's amazing. So you know, I've always pictured it like even though it's it's not a rock in any sense, but I've always pictured it looking like coral, like dead sort of coral. Okay. All right, so then Mist opens this wooden box to reveal a sliver of, it looks like, blackened stone. Well, this is, um, this would be the shard. In Well, all right, it's the only shard I know of, and charging it is an option, but we're not sure how to do it yet. When you charge it... Does that mean I'm going to be impaled by the shard? Because I have no, to say no. that's not inviting at all. No, no, we're not charging the shard into... We're charging it with um, magic. <gasps> oh, charging the stones! Oh, I know it. Oh, okay. That makes me feel much better, I do have to say. Good, good. You seem quite in distress and... Well, if you would have heard the voice that I heard, you would have been in distress too. My body felt... My body was like a vibrating instrument, and I didn't want to be that anymore. So you're feeling better, and no more need for hugs then, right? Uh, not from you. No, I'll, I'll be all right. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Thank good. you. <laughs> so you thought it was referring to your eye? Uh, the, the crystal in your eye? Uh... I'm so sick of everyone bringing up the crystal in my eye. It's a part of me, okay? It's something that I hold dear and special and gives me gives me immense pleasure, okay? So, Roton, as kind as I think you are, I would really leave my stone alone. All right? Well, I, I mean, I don't think you should take it personally. I mean, think of all the people who don't have... 
a stone in their eye. I mean, it's really quite special. You're right. It is special. It's very special to me. And perhaps I shouldn't be so emotionally attached and be so emotional, but do you know what? That is just the facts of who I am right now, and I'm just highly emotional. So could I ask you to stop bringing it up? Just for, oh, I don't know, ten minutes. Is that possible? Uh, Uh, I thought, don't I thought, bring it up. It's so easy. Thought, it's not hard. But I thought you brought it up. I'm, I'm I, did, sorry. I didn't bring up my... Did I say, let me talk about the emerald inside my eye and charge it? I said charge the shard. Is this a shard? I mean, we can only see the one surface of it. I'm going to die. <laughs> I may, I, I, somebody throw me off. Somebody take my wee small body and chuck it off into the Kraken. The Kraken sounds better, honestly. Rule number two. Rule number two. There's no talking about the Kraken. Leave it <laughs> Break two rules. Yes, Winley, I know it's very easy to forget some of the rules. I forgot rule number one earlier today, but rule number two was that we do not talk about Kraken. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and throw, throwing you to it would break rule number one, so <laughs> neither of those things are going to happen. Well, I'm so sorry. I will not. I will never bring up. I will never bring up the again. I'm my bad. I'm so sorry. And I will. I. I'm sorry as well. I will never bring up the. The, the shard in your eye again. <laughs> after after that that reference to it. Um, so what happens once we charge the shard exactly? What what what? Yes. Do you know what will occur? Occur? Nope. Well, kinda, but mostly nope. Something about the portal, right? Yeah. Apparently, they can be used to sort of uh, crisscross the continent. There's like portals, like like gateways, in uh, several different places, and if the shard is charged, you can basically bounce back and forth between them. Can you time travel as well? I don't know. Well, there was time magic involved in the last place we that this evil wizard visited. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm still kind of distressed by one of two things. One thing would be, since all four of us got the same message but from different let's go with entities could it be that we all got the same message from the same entity who was maybe taking the form of an entity that it thought we would listen to? Or are there four powers of some kind that are intensely interested in this little sliver of stone? I'm not sure which one is more unsettling to me. Well, perhaps it's one person or one thing that is taking, taking hold of something that would unsettle us all. As I find it very unlikely that all four of us would receive the same message in the same night from four different entities as much as I would like to think it was my goddess communicating with me I it is I, I did not wake 
with the usual feeling uh, that I feel when I communicate with her, it, it was more unsettling than I'm used to. And, and what about you, Rotan? Was that, uh, hesitate to even ask this, are you dead certain that it was in fact Taimora? Did she sound like the other time she has spoken to you? Yes, no different at all. As kind and wonderful as she always is. Think really, really hard. Is there anything, anything at all? He squints a bit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I have a theory. All ears. Well, it could be that what they teach us in theater is true. That all these goddesses and patrons and extraterrestrial beings are all just aspects of magic from the same source. And you're all just hearing them in the way you want to hear them. Okay, but if that's the case, I doubt Winley really wanted to hear things that way. Well, no, no, you're very correct. I don't want to hear things this way, but you have to understand that darkness as a whole, well, it scares me the most. And perhaps it's just giving us the voice that we will most pay attention to. Well, I didn't hear that message at all, so I don't know why I'm the one, the odd one out here. Well, me and the captain with his charcuterie were both the odd ones out. It's something playing on trauma, but I don't know what the... Tra- oh, that, that would explain it. There is... Yeah, trauma. Okay. I mean, that's not to... Not, I'm not trying to be dismissive of it, um, but maybe because it didn't have a... I, I have no patron. I have no god or goddess. Yeah, exactly. I don't either. But neither does... Yeah, neither does Winley. So I guess the question is, if it's one voice... Or if it's one thing speaking with four voices, why is it so keen on us charging the shard? Well, obviously it can't charge it itself. Mist, you can you can talk to Catsith directly, right? Uh, you know, I was thinking that that uh, I might need to have a little powwow. Hopefully, they'll they're feeling communicative and not. Hopefully, they're not going to be a dick about me double checking. Well, uh, Desmond and Roton, do you think you could um, reach? out to your goddesses and, and see if it was truly them? They wouldn't be... They wouldn't take that the wrong way, would they? Well, of course not, but I... I mean, I don't see the point. Um, if if you all would would like, I, I, I do have a sort of magic where I can ask my goddess a question and get uh, an answer. It's not always what we expect, and it may be sort of a cryptic nature, but it might point us in the right direction. I mean, it can't get more cryptic than we already are. By the way, is that a ritual? Because I would love to pick your brain about that at some point. It, it is. If, if, I, if I sit and I um, meditate for about ten minutes or so, I, I can attune myself in, into, this, um, into this magic. And Well, we'll, 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 net, we'll, we'll network on that I'm later, but more than happy to, to discuss it sometime, yes. Adding shit to my spell book. <laughs> <laughs> then I think, okay, then I think Desmond would go and um, go off uh, to find a, like a corner of the ship that's, that's less populated and, and um, yeah, just almost uh, against the deck, and I would sit down and I'd cross my legs and I'd close my eyes. And I would take a few of the... Um, a few of the fish that I caught and prepared, and I'd lay them out onto the deck uh, in kind of like a, a really like ritualistic kind of way, and I'd, and I'd fish into my pocket for a few of the shells, and I'd lay those out next to the fish. 
And then I'd close my eyes, and I'd begin casting this spell as a ritual. Wind blowing in, in his hair and, and rustling his clothing. And he um, tries to speak with Alarian, and he says, um, Was it you that spoke to me in my dream last night? As Desmond is performing his ritual, the skies about you begin to darken. In the distance, you hear a low rumble of thunder. The wind gusts. The ship is tossed. And Desmond, you hear, The five agree you are to proceed. Thank you. Once you receive your answer, the seas calm, the wind abates, and the skies brighten once more. Ah, storm, kick it in! Alas, ye mates, listening. Oh, where does Scott? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Finnegan's actually probably like running all around the deck, trying to figure out what just happened, looking over the side of the ship, and might come across that ritual scene. Yeah. So you, uh, <laughs> as you're you're rushing about, you see Desmond uh, seated in the center of your deck, performing um, some sort of ritual. What is this? Sorry, uh, do, do not do not pay attention to, to what's uh, happening around you. I, I merely a, a, a casting of a spell. It's it's past now. It's past. Do not pay attention, you say, to the storm that you just summoned. It's the storm is nothing to worry about. You realize this is a ship on open ocean, right? Well, yes, but I assure you that I I, I am in complete control. The storm is nothing to worry about. You're in complete control of the weather. <laughs> oh yes. What is this? This is my this is my my area of of arcane expertise. Uh, I assure oh. you, the 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 storm and I are very close. Uh, it will not harm your ship. Listen here. I don't want to see any more summoning of storms. You know what comes with storms, right? Uh, typically, rain and thunder and lightning. And- Things of that nature. Things that could harm a ship. Things could put you at the bottom of the sea. Like water on the deck. <laughs> we do not bring water onto the <laughs> ship. Yes, I am learning now. That That is rule number three. I have taken the time to study the rules on the signs of, on the side of your ship, and I am well acquainted. But really, um, you have nothing to fear. I, while I am aboard your ship, not only am I able to provide my, my skills of fishing, but also I, well, I'm able to manipulate the weather a little bit. Again, no more manipulation of the weather, as you say. Don't make me have to add it to the board. I've never heard add something like that. <laughs> you are the captain of the ship, and I respect your rules. No more manipulation of weather. You have my word. Captain Finnegan turns on his heel and starts to walk away. <laughs> Desmond calls down a bolt of lightning. No. <laughs> um, Desmond gets up, walks back to the group. I have received an answer to my question, um, which was if she had spoken to me in my dream last night, to which she replied, The five agree. You are to proceed. Ah, oh, well, that settles it, then. Great. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm still confused. There's five? Great. It's very cryptic. Who are the five? 
So is the fifth one my mother or the charcuta? get to come back for the Rat Queen? Will Rotan remember Finnegan's rules? Will Silway refrain from breaking them on principle? Will having a bigger party throw off everyone's rhythm? Find out next time on Multi-Class Theater. As the group of you watch Desmond perform his ritual, the skies around the ship begin to darken. The wind kicks up. Marbo, you're ruining my mood. We're talking to the goddess, not the Tetsif. That scared the shit out of me. Oh, God. Okay, try that again. Thank you. Hey, everybody, it's Diana. Probably didn't expect to hear me again. No, you did not accidentally start a new episode. I just wanted to pop back on and tell you we've got a very special treat for you. Uh, This is something we've wanted to do for a very long time. Rachel and I worked very hard on it, and it's our first one of these. It hopefully won't be the last. We don't plan on it being the last, but hopefully people like it, and um, you want more. There were a few tears, uh, no small amount of stress, but I think we're very happy with how things turned out. So without further ado, please to enjoy playing D&D. To the Lich King, boy, we got a lot of ambition. We slash and dodge and try to stay alive. Out of the shadows, and the rogue starts stabbing. Spell on her lips, the wizard starts casting for folks like us. That's the life of D and D. Playing D and D, what a way to spend an evening. I am telling ye, it's all talking and some listening. You just use your mind, but you don't know. Just a flick of the DM's dagger, but you got dreams he'll never take away. In the same group with a lot of your friends, waiting for the fray, your crit'll come in, and your luck's gonna turn, and it's all gonna roll your way. (laughs) 